is a special episode of Stephen Interviews Cool People. I am back to talk with someone who runs a service that I'm very interested in. So if you end up listening to this and finding yourself interested as well, we could be teammates, we could be on the same page, we could hopefully make some cash and fame. So without further ado, I'm joined by Nick Shupak of Sportscaster. Nick, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, Stephen. So, Nick, we talked off the air, of course, about your service and how I'm interested. It's called Sportscaster, and the caster part is C-A-S-T-R, for those who may already be looking it up. Can you just give a quick background on what Sportscaster is? Absolutely. Uh, So several years ago, when we started ideating around creating uh, something social, something fun, something cool, um, in the sports marketplace, because as a group, we're not only sports fans, but have sort of a long lineage in sports media, um, and particularly in digital sports media. Um, we recognized that there was a lot of interest uh, in creating new engaging experiences around live sports. So whether that was virtual reality or the ability for viewers to choose from different cameras different options like that, one thing we realized that no one was looking at um, or thinking about even uh, was the ability to personalize and customize the commentary. So we, we saw the very rapid rise of live video streaming. You know, Facebook Live um, had emerged around the time that we were developing, first developing this idea. Um, YouTube Live as well, uh, later Instagram Live. Um, and a, a lot of that technology uh, was changing the landscape and certainly changing our perspectives of how we could create a cool, engaging platform for sports fans. So the very first idea we ever had, our first little slogan, was customize the commentary of a live sporting event. So it was with that in mind, and we're talking now, uh, this idea is happening in it was spring and summer of 2016. Um, the first thing we realized we had to do if we were going to separate ourselves from the pack and create something really tailored towards the global sports audience was that we would have to make the lowest latency platform on earth. So one of the drawbacks of using a platform such as Facebook or YouTube for doing personalized sports commentary is that they deliver their streams with latency, I said another way, with delays of eight seconds uh, or 30 seconds or a minute or sometimes even two minutes. So you can imagine what, uh, a, what a crappy experience it would be if you got your commentary um, from your favorite broadcaster um, on Facebook or on YouTube, and they're talking about the home run going out of the park, uh, the bucket being scored or the touchdown being scored um, with a delay of upwards of 30 seconds or, or, or over a minute. So we developed our platform to be the fastest on earth, and right now we believe we still are as we have achieved latency that is under one second. So when you're using Sportscaster as a second screen experience and you've got your commentator on Sportscaster, while you watch the game on TV or even in the stadium, uh, nobody in the world is going to be delivering experience that is more in sync with the game action itself. So that was the genesis of Sportscaster. And since then, after our launch um, of our minimum viable product 
at the NBA All-Star Game in 2017, we've sort of expanded the vision um, to empower journalists, podcasters, bloggers, and of course fans and athletes all around the world to create the sports show of their dreams. Yeah, so I'm on your website right now, just checking out all the different, you know, people on there, the top streamers. Is there, you know, you talked about the technology of it. Is there, or when it started, a specific sport you were looking for people to cover, or is it just a wide range of every sporting event out there? We definitely want to cater to the global sports community. Uh, One of the things that we talked about on sort of a philosophical level um, from the outset uh, was that there are very few global languages um, more powerful than sports. You know, so whether you're a soccer fan from South America, the United States, or from England, uh, you always relate to the game in the same way. Soccer is soccer, basketball is basketball, and it can really bring people together. So, no, uh, we did not necessarily set out to cater to one fan base of a particular sport over any other. Um, I think we probably started with uh, an eye towards American sports for the very simple fact that we're in America. So our initial partners uh, include, you know, people that most of your audience will recognize, such as David Stern, uh, you know, Commissioner Emeritus of the NBA, uh, Vernon Davis, um, a Pro Bowler and Super Bowl winner who's currently playing for the Washington Redskins, Steve Smith of NBA TV. These were our earliest partners. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think it's, for, for obvious reasons, we started off with the larger American sports in mind as it was simply easier for us to get our arms around mostly how to promote the product to Americans. Um, but we've already seen whether it's users in Brazil who love talking about Kongmebol and various different soccer leagues or our European users who obviously also talk a lot about soccer, how that sportscaster really is ubiquitous um, through all the various leagues and sports all around the world. One question I like to ask people who kind of, you know, started their own business or took on some creative passion, what risks did you have to take to launch your own business? A lot. <laughs> A lot of financial risk and, and more than anything, time and, and energy. And I think uh, particularly as we are still a small group of creative people and it's sort of the plight of the creative person to have many different interests, um, the sacrifice required of all of us was that we put the vast majority of our other interests aside um, almost completely and devote all of our creative resources and our time to building what we think is a very special platform. So, of course, you know, anything costs money, and we're very fortunate to have partners who are very uh, supportive of of that need, uh, first and foremost, because they believe in what we're building. And again, we're a small team, um, and you know, we're on board 24 hours a day, seven days a week, building Sportscaster into what we think will ultimately be the best platform ever created for sports fans all around the world. Um, but beyond the financial requirements of starting your own business, of building your own digital platform, the sacrifice comes in the way of energy, time, and focus. If, if we're, if for anyone out there considering uh, 
diving into the entrepreneurial marketplace, the first thing you have to do is be willing to sacrifice mainly everything else um, in in your creative world uh, to make sure that you are allocating as much as you possibly can to your project. So that's what we're doing as sportscasters. So, so the biggest sacrifice was was time, energy, and focus. So once you move past those initial stages, you know, really diving into it, at what point did you notice that Sportscaster was gaining some traction and, you know, some users that you previously, you know, never contacted started joining? What point was that where it started to build and, you know, gain some steam? Well, I think I can answer that question um, by saying that there were several steps along the way that really gave us a lot of encouragement that we were on to something. So initially, when Sportscaster was little more than, you know, the digital version of a blueprint on the back of a napkin, um, the fact that we got buy-in, first and foremost from each other, um, was very important. Um, I think that we recognized very quickly that the average sports user was moving towards an experience that was live and that was interactive. Um, really, that came about because of the proliferation of live streaming technology. Um, so the first instance of, of us recognizing that we were developing something that could be really great came from the simple fact that we all believed um, in one another uh, and our shared abilities to do so. Uh, the second instance would have been from our earliest um, our earliest advisors and investors, that would be, you know, the aforementioned David Stern, Vernon Davis, and Steve Smith. The fact that they saw the vision right away was uh, pretty much all the encouragement we needed to feel enthusiastic about devoting the rest of our lives, if need be, to building this thing. I think recently uh, an important milestone came about during a particular leaderboard competition that we held all throughout the month of April. So to set the stage for this, um, uh, all throughout April, uh, we utilized uh, our monthly leaderboard, which quite simply ranks all of our users based on the number of views that they get in a particular month. So on the first of every month, everybody kind of resets to zero, and you compete until the end of the month to win whatever prize or prizes are available um, at the end of the month. So April was a very cool month for us um, because one of our official partnerships is with the NFL Players Association. They're actually an equity holder at Sportscaster. So in partnership with the NFLPA, we offered the winner of our April leaderboard the opportunity to get flown to Los Angeles, put up at the Beverly Hilton Hotel, and interview all 40 of the incoming NFL rookies who were attending what's called the NFLPA Rookie Premiere. So we saw an extraordinary amount of activity. Um, it was pretty clear that a lot of people wanted to win that competition. Uh, and not only did we see activity, but the quality of content that our users were putting out was extraordinary. So the quality and the dedication that our users showed towards winning that competition was was absolutely um, all the reason in the world to continue putting ourselves um, out there and, and on the line to make sure that, that we are building the best social, interactive, live streaming service for sports fans uh, in the entire world.
One analogy I've been using to describe your site to friends of mine, you could tell me if I'm completely wrong, but I saw it kind of as like a Twitch for live sports. Would you agree with that? I think that's a good way of explaining it in a tiny little nutshell. Absolutely. I I think there are so many advantages um, that we provide for sports fans that make this unique. Um, But uh, when, when, you are actually in an elevator with someone, as we often are here in New York, and someone asks you what you do and what you're building, saying we're building the Twitch for the sports community is not a bad place to start. So I'm looking at Sportscaster, and you i mean, you reached out to me initially um, on Twitter about maybe me starting streaming on there, and I just want to go through the process of how I and others could be successful on there. So I'll just open and say... I would like to cover or focus on Cleveland sports. So Indians, Browns, Cavs. If I were to get started, let's say July 1st, and I want to, you know, I want to start covering the Indians. First and foremost, what would I need equipment wise to stand out, you know, and have like a a stream people would want to watch right away? You would need either a phone or a computer. All right, perfect. I have both of those. Good, good. Well, you're off to a you're off to a, a splendid start there. So we we wanted to reduce the barrier of entry as much as we possibly could, uh, so that anybody can start a live stream and join a, a burgeoning global community of sports fans. So what you, really the minimum requirement is a phone that has a camera or a laptop or desktop desktop computer that has a built-in camera. Beyond that, there are no requirements. And setting up a Sportscaster profile is, again, as streamlined and as easy as possible. You can link it to a Facebook or a Twitter account, uh, log in um, and sign up with your phone, and we simply send you a four-digit code every time you want to log in. And beyond that, there's really nothing to it. We make you upload a profile picture and a banner image, um, and then you're ready to go. So with the click of a button, we like to say you can be streaming to the entire world with your thoughts on any sport, whether that's a game that's currently live on TV where you're making use of our low-latency platform or whether you want to cover the recent David Ortiz sad news and give your thoughts on that and perhaps do a recap of, you know, David's greatest moments. Um We've seen users do all sorts of creative and amazing things on Sportscaster, um, whether that is using the sort of barest set of technology that you need, which, again, is simply a built-in camera into a mobile device or your laptop or desktop computer, or whether you are integrating third-party software such as OBS. So if anybody is interested in creating something that's a bit more visually compelling. There's this open source free software you can download onto your computer called Open Broadcaster Software. Uh, We've made Sportscaster work extremely, extremely easily with OBS, and we've had a a number of users who make use of that. So this enables them to set different themes, use a green screen and put backgrounds um, that looks like a studio or whatever other fun backgrounds they want to integrate, and we, again, recognizing that the key component 
uh, to sportscaster that sets it apart from any other platform is that one can create a customized experience around either a live event or when creating their own sports talk show. So if I'm going to start out covering the Indians, and obviously there's so many baseball games per season, and I can only, say, really be live for two or three games, whether that be covering the game itself or doing a pre- or post-game, is only doing it sparingly going to hurt me, or does it all matter about how I promote my show? It's both. You know, the the secret to marketing oneself or one's business, uh, you know, there's no rewriting that book. Consistency is key. Uh, We are a platform that provides as many tools as we possibly can, and our development team is always hard at work creating and pushing out new tools that give people like you, Stephen, um, more and more options towards uh, creating that program of your dreams that you think best expresses your own brand. So we work very hard to promote our users on our social accounts, which are getting more and more engagement as we grow as a community. So whether we're using Facebook or Instagram or Twitter to promote our users, we know that it's important that our users have support. Um, And, you know, it's something, again, that separates us from some of the more entrenched platforms such as YouTube or Facebook who are really not interested in promoting their users. We're very interested not only in promoting our users, but getting to know them on a personal level, hearing from them. I'm constantly in touch with our users, whether that's through Twitter, how you and I met, uh, Facebook, um, or good old email. Um, But when it comes to growing uh, a user base, we are a tool that we think is extremely powerful for, for folks like you. So whether you're a podcaster or you're a, you have a blog or a blog of networks, um, sorry, a network of blogs, I should say, Sportscaster is the, the ideal live video streaming service to promote yourself. However, we think and encourage our users to make use of all of the tools that exist in order to market yourself and build a brand. Twitter is a really great tool. And we, for instance, make it extremely easy to, at the click of a button, share your channel on uh, your Sportscaster channel on Twitter, and it looks really, really nice when you do that. So we create a really nice visual so that when you share your channel, uh, your Sportscaster channel on Twitter, it looks great. People want to click on it. We make it really easy to, at the click of a button, share that you are about to go live on Sportscaster to Twitter and to Facebook, and we make it really easy to share to Twitter and Facebook telling people that you are currently live. So we recognize that it's really interesting to uh, and important to incorporate all of the digital channels that are available. Absolutely. And kind of moving into, you know, talks, t- already talked about some, you know, best practices, but what are some things, and I mean, you don't have to call anyone out specifically, but what are some bad practices that I should avoid um, getting started with my own stream? So filming a game is not something that we can endorse. So we've seen users who like to either pull in a stream using third-party software of a live sporting event, and we cannot endorse that. Um, So even if it's something as simple as turning your phone towards your television, uh, if there's copyrighted material uh, we, again, we cannot promote that content. So our 
suggestion to our user base is to get creative about how you include live uh, live sporting events or even recorded sporting events into your streams. So I'd say the number one thing is to understand that there are rules, there are guidelines, and we fully respect the leagues and the rights holders and make sure that we're not stepping on any of their toes um, in terms of promoting content that we don't have the rights to. I'd say that's probably the biggest one. No, that would make perfect sense. I know um, when I first heard about this, I was like, oh, how can I do this if there's no live stream? But then, I, like you said, I saw people getting creative, and right away it made perfect sense. One thing I want to ask, too, is, you know, since you did start this, you know, you put a lot of time into it, money, all that. Can you name, like, or highlight one streamer or one example you saw that really kind of touched your heart and said, oh, all this time was worth it? <laughs> well, it, 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 in all honesty, it would be very difficult to choose one. Um, I will have to uh, give a shout-out to some of our most regular, most dedicated users. Uh, so Ty Boogie and Robbie J, who call themselves the Rum Boys, uh, they were the winners of that NFLPA Rookie Premier Contest that I mentioned earlier. Um, I got a chance to hang out with them uh, in Los Angeles at the Rookie Premier, and they're really great, dedicated dudes. Um, and they are so knowledgeable about sports, and their presentation is given in such a way that, that I think – I think lots of sports fans all around the world are going to know their names very soon. Uh, James and Paulie G uh, started out with a stream that they called All Things VGK. So they started out at the beginning of the hockey season covering uh, Vegas Golden Knights games. And now they cover everything from European soccer to the WNBA and boxing and beyond. We also have a partnership with a network of Sports broadcasting camps. They're called play-by-play broadcasting camps. And they've got, I think, 10 camps all across the U.S. where they educate young people in how to be a sports commentator, how to be a broadcaster. So they'll bring in professionals, whether those are educators, players, or commentators themselves, uh, to do lessons with the kids. Sportscaster has already proven to be a really great tool for these young people to start honing their skills live on Sportscaster, and building their brand. Um, so the reason I mention them in this context is because we've seen a number of teenage boys and girls who love sports, who can talk about sports all day long, start using Sportscaster as their live streaming platform of choice. And it's been amazing seeing the evolution that these kids go through uh, from being nervous about showing their faces or not knowing exactly how to find their voice, especially in a live context, which can make people very nervous, to absolutely blossoming and doing 10, 15, 20 streams every day, crafting really neatly composed live streams and developing programs such as the grading every single MLB team as we're a third of the way through the season. Um, looking forward to the NFL season and going through every single team and how they did in the NFL draft, how they did in the offseason, and how that's going to play into their prospects towards going into the postseason or winning a championship uh, next year. Um, I, I think that's really actually been genuinely heartwarming, seeing, seeing young kids 
start out nervous, unsure of themselves, and really start to use our platform to find their own voice um, and gain their confidence. That's been really, really cool to see. No, that's awesome that you created a platform where that is possible. I remember when I was when I was like 13 back, and this was back when, you know, kind of SB Nation and fan-sided style sites were just starting. There was no real streaming service uh, like you have now. And I remember just doing my best, trying to break in. I would like post, uh, try to post articles. People be like, no, you can't post this here. And I remember getting so mad. I just started my own website and... There was other services where, you know, they would take in young people and maybe the writing was a bit rough at first. But if you start at that age, every single day you write something, you get better. And obviously with your service, every time you're on camera, by the time you maybe went to college, you'd be way ahead of anyone else who just maybe thought, oh, I like this, but I haven't done it before. So I think that is just awesome that you can like you can sit at work and be like, oh, this service I created is kind of maybe molding the next generation of sportscasters or commentators. Absolutely. And, and look, the landscape is very different than it was even five years ago, but let alone 20. And, you know, industries tend to move more slowly than the technologies that support them. So the ethos of the sports commentating global community still thinks that the end goal is to work for your local station and then ultimately make it to, you know, an ESPN or Fox affiliate. And then, hey, maybe you make it to be one of those two people who ever broadcast Monday Night Football. But that game has changed. Live video streaming and platforms such as ours have created an entirely new environment for sports lovers to play in. You can build your brand on Sportscaster, be promoting yourself through Twitter and Facebook, and build your business that way. And you don't necessarily need to have a resume printed out on paper to take to a local station and hope that you get a job. You have a job already. And as long as you're good at it, you work at it, you hone your craft, you find your voice and deliver sports content that is meaningful to people, is engaging and it's fun and informative, the tools are at your disposal. And that's the one thing I really like about the live streaming is say, hey, maybe you only start off with five regular viewers, but that's still five people that are like listening to your views. And then if it goes up to a thousand or even more, that's that's a pretty good audience just to start on your own before you had any, you know, any official job in it. Or maybe that does become your job, like you said. Absolutely. So a feature that we are really excited about um, that we have been developing for quite some time and will be rolling out later this summer is a feature that was not able to exist before live video streaming became stable as a technology. So that really only happened within the past couple of years. So this feature is called a digital economy or a digital gift economy. So a quick breakdown of what that looks like, um, and if there are any Twitch users listening to this podcast, they'll be familiar with it, or platforms such as YouNow and YY, uh, you'll be familiar with it too. A digital gift is something that I, as a big fan of Stevens, will send to Steven while he is streaming live. And essentially what it does is it creates a big animation that flashes across the screen that says, Nick just bought Stephen a gift. 
And the way that I, as the viewer, got that gift is I went into the sportscaster store and I spent $4.99 getting a bundle of gifts that are essentially animations of foam fingers or hot dogs or footballs or basketballs or some fun such sports-related item. And when I send Stephen a digital gift during his live stream, I just sent Stephen 10 cents or 25 cents or whatever it might be. So now it behooves you, Stephen, as a savvy live streamer to look into your camera, make what I call digital eye contact with me and say, thanks, Nick. Hey, I haven't seen you on the stream in a while. How is everything going? And then I live chat back with you. And you create this interaction that obviously could never have existed in any other format. You can't do that on TV. And except for having callers call into a radio show one at a time, you couldn't do that before. So it's created this enormously vibrant marketplace that encourages live streamers to create real interactions with the viewers who love them, with their biggest fans. And we've seen this emerge very, very quickly as a massive opportunity, not only for platforms such as ours, but for people like you to bypass the old way of creating a sports resume, creating a reel, sending in tapes, and keeping your fingers crossed that a network or a TV station or a radio program is going to pick you up and hire you. Hire yourself. Do a really good job. And again, create that brand, hone your voice, and create content that sportscasters um, and sports fans all across the world are going to value, and they will reward you for it. And so you, you're going to be able to build your business live on Sportscaster very, very soon. Oh, I, I love the entire message you just put out there. I went through um, finishing up graduate school in journalism, and I've seen a lot of undergrads who get stuck in that mindset of, you know, they're all pining for the same two or three big jobs out there. And I would talk in some classes and say, hey, like you can make your own way online. There's so many different tools out there. Um, and just adding Sportscaster to that list, because in any journalism program, there are a lot of people who want to be sports writers. But they might all try and, you know, I want to cover the Browns for the local paper. Well, there might be one or two jobs for that, and they're already taken. So stuff like this really excites me, and I just think it's really awesome that you created this. And with that, I don't need to take up any more of your time because we're recording on a Monday morning, and Monday at work is always fun. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, much appreciated, Stephen. It really has been a pleasure talking to you. You know, you're, um, you and your audience, are the ideal demographic for sportscaster, you know, people who really know about and love sports and want to talk about it. And what we've discovered is that there's so many different ways to do that. Um, while the pervading language is sports itself, there's so many different dialects within that language. So we simply want to continue putting out features that support people like you and enable you to build your brand, build your business, or Honestly, just have a bunch of fun. That sounds great. That's why I like doing all this stuff. It's honestly just fun. It's a nice release from every day. Before I let you go, do you want to? Do you have any plugs for social media or any special events or features coming up on Sportscaster? Sure. So our Twitter feed is a lot of fun. We, as I mentioned earlier, do um, I think a really good job of promoting all of our users. 
And it's easy to do so because our users are really creating great, interesting content. And our users range from the teenage kid in Texas who's going to a broadcasting camp and is honing his play-by-play skills to the kid in Maryland who is hilarious whenever he streams live about all of his hometown teams. Um, or the Rum Boys, James and Pauly G, Spotlight Sports Talk, guys who have this more polished uh, professional approach um, but are, for all intents and purposes, amateurs because they don't work for some big conglomerate like ESPN. Or you have our partners um, like Gorgeous George and Magos, uh, who are the hosts of MMA Junkie Radio, uh, who go live during all the big UFC events, and they're a ton of fun, and there really is no better way to experience a UFC event than interacting live with Gorgeous George and Goes. And what we want to do is be that platform where sports fans come, whether to consume really engaging, fun, informative sports content, or at the push of the button to be the sportscaster themselves. All right, sounds great. As for me... This is Steven Interviews Cool People. I've consolidated my social media. You can find me at Kibitza Writes on Twitter and Instagram. You can find this show wherever podcasts are found. And I have to give a quick shout out. I started a Patreon. You know, like any entrepreneurial mind, I got to have that up. My first friend ever when I was three years old or five years old, Scott, started my donations. Now my friend Brandon, who's a loyal listener also donates. So just wanted to give them a shout out. Um, Nick, thank you for joining me. And I am going to be j- jumping up and signing on Sportscaster very soon. So I appreciate you taking the time with, to talk with me and explain it. Glad to hear it, Stephen. It was, it was a real pleasure. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm.